Welcome to Murder We Drank, a podcast devoted to murder she wrote and drinking. I'm Kara. And I'm Travis. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 2, Joshua Peabody Died Here, Possibly. Allegedly. Allegedly. We don't know for sure. This episode aired October 6th, 1985, and we are back in Cabot Cove. It's been too long. It's been too long. We're back with Amos, and we finally meet Sethy, and the gang's all here. Or BFF Seth. Yeah, do you, did you love that? He was okay. You don't love him? Well, I've only seen him in one episode. We haven't really got to know each other yet. What, what did you think of him? Well, do we want to tell the people what we're drinking first? Oh, sorry. I have a Cosmopolitan. And I'm having uh, Crown Royal Vanilla with a water biscuit in it. <laughs> What's a water biscuit? For those who don't know, that's what we call ice cubes. We tell the dog they're water biscuits. Or water cookies, I'm sorry. Yeah, water cookies. The water cookies. He loves them. They're his favorite. He has very poor taste. He loves when we open the freezer, <laughs> he comes right over. Yeah. So that's what we're having. For a water cookie. Um, but back to Seth. Yeah, he was okay. I mean, he seemed nice enough. Although, I'm kind of wondering about him and Jess. Why? Well... Kind of seemed like they were having a little date at her place there. He's cooking her dinner. They're having a little wine. No, they just hang out. They're buddies. You sure about that? Yeah. Mm. Okay. They're you best friends. So. You say so. Yeah, that's how it starts. <laughs> There's the TikTok song. Best friends lead to sleepovers and sleepovers lead to love. You know the song. Anyway. <laughs> so we're back in Cabot Cove, like I said. And murder capital of the world. There is a protest in um, a construction site. They're protesting a high rise. Which I get. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that drawing on the billboard that they had there was accurate, that building had no place in Cabot Cove. I agree. Yeah, I don't think there's anything over two stories, maybe three, yeah. in Cabot Cove. Right. Yeah, 65 stories of luxury hotel, way out of place. Yeah, and why? Well, I mean, I get that it would be a tourist destination. I mean, look at the place. You can park on a cliff and overlook the ocean. It's gorgeous. There's people driving around town with lobster traps in the back of their truck. You could probably get some good seafood. Why wouldn't you want to go there for vacation? Well, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to go there for vacation, but if I was going to go there on vacation, I would want to stay in, like, the Hill House, or like an Airbnb. I know that wasn't a thing back then, but like... Yeah. Just a regular B&B. Like, yeah. I get it. No, I agree. I mean, somebody thought it'd if be a good idea You want the experience. Hotel. Yeah. You want to be a townie. Yeah. Like Jess and Seth. Yeah. Less so Amos, because I think he's from Nebraska or something. He's from Maine. He's got a weird accent. He's from Maine. Yeah, it doesn't sound very Maine-ish, though. It sounds almost Midwestern to me. Hmm. Well, Amos rolls up, speaking of. Mm -hmm. He's just in time. Just in the nick of time. Because he rolls up, and they find the skeleton. Yes. Of possibly Joshua Peabody. Of, yep. Possibly. He was so, buried with his musket. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, he was buried with his musket. Um... We also meet Harry Pierce. Mm, nice guy. <laughs> he comes back as a character. 
Same character? Same character. Oh, okay. And Kowalski Plus. comes back, not as the same character, but just like the actor mm-hmm. comes back. And so does Del Scott. Okay. She comes back as well. I She bothered me a little bit. Her eyes creeped me out. Yes. <clears throat> My description for her in my notes was reporter, evil eyes. Yeah, like I have blue eyes, but they're not like creepy. Hers were like alien blue. They were like... Like, I'm not going to say that a blind person has creepy eyes, but uh, there's no, like, life in them. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say she didn't have life in her eyes, because she did. But they were the kind of eyes that even looking at somebody casually, it's like she's looking right through your soul. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they it's, weird me out. It's creepy. I get it. I know exactly where you're I took a picture there. of it, so I'll put it on her Instagram. But, um... And that's where we meet Seth, because Jessica comes in and she's thrown her back out. She's hurt her back. Putting up her storm windows. Yep. Allegedly. We never get confirmation on that. Well, that's pretty much what we can That was the one big mystery in the episode that I wanted solved that they didn't even touch on. We can pretty much confirm that's what happened. Yeah, probably, but I need to hear it straight from her mouth. (laughs) Yes, I did it. Um, and Amos, like, bursts in. Yeah, no HIPAA violations there. He just... Well... What if Jess was naked and he was doing was an exam thought. or something? Like, doing a pelvic exam. She just... He just kicks the door in like some cowboy or something. That was my thought. I'm like, bro, even if it was, like, just Tot- his office... Totally unprofessional. There's also an exam table in there. Yeah, totally unprofessional. Huh. And, frankly, little unprofessional on Seth's part, too. Lock the door, dude. You don't know what's going on. You shouldn't need to lock it, though. That's true. Like, I mean, mean, he should at least have a secretary to be like, listen, bro. Hang on a second. He's in there with JB, our VIP. JB VIP? Yeah. That's a lot of initials. Um, So, Amos tells Seth that they... You need to get your bag and come. We found yeah, the body. Get your bag. We've and Jessica I mean, was like, "Was there an accident or something?" I love how he's like, "Get your bag. Bring your bag." The dude's been dead for hundreds <laughs> of years, potentially. What? The, what is a doctor, a little small town Maine doctor, in his bag gonna do? Listen to his heartbeat. There's no. There is no resuscitating poor old Joshua Peabody. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Amos is so sure it's Joshua Peabody. He thinks Joshua Peabody is, like, the best. He thinks he's a hero. He thinks he's real. He gets a little offended when somebody's like, oh, we don't even know if he actually existed. I mean, like, he took it almost personally. But that's why I think that he's from Cabot Cove. Maybe. I don't know. I just... It might just be Tom Bosley was trying to do a main accent and wasn't great at it. Maybe. It's a possibility. The white paint. <laughs> I just think about <sighs> the thing with John Mulaney where he's like, let me draw an outline <laughs> around the body to show where the body was. That way we'll know where it was. That way we'll know where the body was. There was no giant pool to kill his blood, though. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> <Close>, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the white paint was about. I mean... Other than to outline where they're going to drop uh, Wheatley later on, or Wetley, whatever the hell his name was. Just throw him down in the pit. Yeah. Why do you have to dr- just 
gingerly lay him in the outline. That just seemed weird. Well, that probably just because was because of the tarp. She couldn't have moved the tarp. I don't know. Spoiler alert: the killer is a she. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, um, if you're watching, if you're listening to a podcast about a thirty-some-year-old show, <laughs> spoilers are out the window. I think at this yeah. point. <laughs> anyway, so just or er, Seth. Well, Jessica wants to go down into the whole pit thing. And Seth is like, no, He's, you're back. You're back. So I have to lift you out with a crane. I'm like, Jess isn't that heavy. He, that was a, joke. a little insulting. He goes down and he brings up the skull for her to see. Mm-hmm. And there's a hole. Like, in the left temporal. Pretty, pretty good size head hole. Um, but also, if that skeleton is 200 years old... How do you know what that's from? I don't know. Also, they were when they were trying to convince us this is way back in the towards the end of the episode, they're trying to convince us that it's Joey somebody and um I think they confirmed that it was. No, they didn't. But Keeler or Kiefer or whatever, mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, and the good citizens of Cabot Cove just put some dirt over top of him. That's more than some dirt." Yeah, he was buried down there a good probably 10 feet. Oh, I would say more than that. You think so? Well, I mean, the hole looked to be about six feet in itself, but they had excavated down God knows how far. Oh, I thought it was like at least 20 feet. No, I don't think it was that far down. I do. No. It was at maybe 15 then, but it was definitely more than like two people stacked on top of each other. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree. That hole, I don't... They were standing up and their head was almost level with the top of the hole. It was not. I believe it was. Let me look up a picture. Let's go back to the tapes. (laughs) Roll the tape. (laughs) Let me look up a picture. You keep talking. How do we... Wait, we can't really incorporate that, can we? What? Video into the podcast because this is not a visual medium. Oh, no. No, I think it it was deeper. And I don't... You just said it was shallow. I'm sorry, shallow. It wasn't as deep. Okay. Get your story straight. Sorry. It's the vanilla crown. You just started drinking. It's very strong. All right. Let's see. Images. Joshua Peabody. No, that that hole wasn't as 15 feet deep. Yeah, it was. No way. Yeah. No. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Look at those eyes. Gives me the creep. She's looking up pictures of the woman that played Del Scott. They're alien eyes. They are. Like she I don't think she's human. Yeah, okay, look. Yeah, look, that's almost the size of a person. No, it is not. Well, that yes. murder she blogged. Shout out to you. Ooh. Ooh, I like the little comparison to the Simpsons there. Yeah, that hole is maybe, okay, maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's not six feet, eight feet, but it's there's no way it's two people stacked on top of each other. At least. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Look at the, look at the ladder. Someone rewatch the episode and let us know. Look at the ladder. How big do you think that ladder is? That's probably extended a 30-foot ladder. Okay. And no, it's only not, like... Not even. Because those rungs are about a foot apart. Count, count the rungs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, 10, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 11, 12. 12 feet. Okay. So it's, 
I don't know. It doesn't look that deep. It's at least 12 feet. Okay. Fine. We'll go 12 feet. All right. Thank you. You're the wife. You're right. That's a compromise. I'm learning. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Not that that wasn't super dull for all of you. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in there, if you're still listening. If you're not, oh well. We also meet David at the protest earlier in the episode, and um, he had gone down into the whole pit thing to brush some of the dirt off. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Why wouldn't anyone else do that? Well, they stopped, I mean, I know it's for his character and whatever. They stopped all the other protesters. Why would they let David through? Mm-hmm. Those cops weren't doing their job. I'm sorry. But we meet his wife, Maddie, and his son, Eric, mm -hmm. who apparently is known all around town for fighting. Eric's a bit of a hothead. I think he's got some anger issues, to be, to be honest. Yeah, I definitely agree. But, I mean, he's defending his dad, so what are you going to do? I mean, yeah, that's cute and all, but still. It's, yeah, I don't know. I think they need to get the boy into some counseling. Yeah, I definitely agree. But David is the owner of the um, antique store. Because of course he is. And Jessica offers, well, he offers to come look at the musket. Mm -hmm. So Jess, Jess describes it and it said something like Liverpool, Liverpool something 1772 or something like that. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, that's the one they gave out to all the troops. Um, and they're like, well, it definitely is Joshua Peabody then. And, uh, well, that's what Amos says. And Jessica's pretty much saying, well, not necessarily because, remember all the reenactments that we've done? How could you ever really test something like that, though? I mean, one, they're not even certain, 100% certain that the guy existed to begin with. Mm -hmm. Two, there's no way there's any sort of DNA or dental records from the 1700s. Well, DNA also wasn't really a thing in 85 either. That's true too, yeah. I mean, there's really no way they... Well, I suppose they could have done, like, build up the skull with forensic clay and then compare it to descriptions. Yeah, of facial features and stuff. Yeah. But I will say that one thing that was leaning in Amos's favor was that little scrap of paper yeah. that they had found. Which held up very well for 200 years in the dirt. Oh, yeah, surprisingly. There were no clothes in there either. So the Ooh. clothes disintegrated. Joshua was naked. <laughs> Joshua. His Peabody was hanging out everywhere. Oh, nice. <laughs> but no, there was no clothes in the pet. But they found a scrap of paper. Well, I'm sure his clothes were eaten by worms and stuff. Why wouldn't they eat the paper? I don't know. They don't like paper. Mm. That's weird. Those catacol worms. They're, all, they're so stuck up. They're so stuck up. That's because they've got that ocean view. All they want to do is eat Revolutionary War era clothing and lobster shells. They shows. were hungrier back then. There's probably more of them. We probably killed them off. The worms. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no birds. Poisoned soil or something. I'm not touching anything about birds. <laughs> Moving on. We meet Del Scott. She's a reporter from Pittsburgh. With creepy eyes. She has the creepy eyes. And also at the end of the episode, she was wearing a very ugly, like, argyle type gray and white sweater outfit thing. Mm. No, that was a fashion at the time. Oh, it was so ugly. Yeah. But we also, so Jessica pretty much is talking to her. And the... Foreman Kowalski, I believe, right? Well, 
she meets up with her first and she's talking about how all of the materials are faulty, the wiring's faulty, and they talk about Wheatley and how shady he is. Yeah. And Jessica's like, you've done your homework. She's a reporter. That's what she's supposed to do. Right. That's what we're supposed to think. Come on, Jess. But she said, well, I'm not very well informed. You should um, interview David Marsh. He's been on the, he's been, you know, against the project since the beginning. He's done all his research, blah, blah, blah. And um, Dell says that she's already talked to him and he doesn't want to participate. And she told, he told her not even to video him. But she did. Right, which he said, is, we got it before he said that, or something to that effect. Right, which yeah. is interesting, but also whatever. I think illegal, right? <laughs> uh, you could have sued her. It I depends, I think, mm. because right. you can. Well, wouldn't he still have to sign a release? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think so, but at what point does it become like if I video someone on the street with my phone, I don't have to have their permission, but if I if I'm affiliated with someone, I think I do. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's an interesting question. So... But this is not a legal podcast. It is not. So, moving on. Did you like the farmers that were in Amos's office? Where the hell did they come from? <laughs> they walked right out of that gothic painting. American gothic. Yeah, but I mean... Those don't seem like the type of people I would expect to find hanging out in your Cabot Cove. I can't imagine there's a lot of farms in Cabot, or any farms for that matter, in Cabot Cove. It's a tiny little seaside down. Why would you plant crops there? Well, what if there's like a chicken farmer or something? Again, why would you put a farm at the coast? I don't know. In a seaside town. I don't know. But I, I almost forgot about them But because all I wrote was farmers, lol. <laughs> So then I got it. But we also, so we're talking to them, and then the guy from the Joshua Peabody Society walks in. Oh, God, that man. What an outfit. What an outfit, but also, we never see him again. Well, that's right. After he stood in front of the bulldozer and handed out the injunction, he just kind of disappeared. He goes away. And they all forgot about him. Right. Nobody ever mentions him or his tweed suit. <laughs> but um, they have competing court orders, and the Historical Society won... Because obviously that trumps... Mr. Ellsworth. Mr. Gonzo or whatever his name is. Gonzo. Gomez? Gomez. No. <laughs> no. no. Gil. It was... Gilmore. Gil. Pierce. No. No. Pierce was the running... The lawyer. Oh, uh, I didn't get his name. But I know I know he mean the guy with the giant ugly tinted glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Wheatley's lawyer. Yeah. Um, Pierce was played by the guy that played Gomez Adams in the original Adams family. That's why I called him Gomez. I figured. So, yeah, the injunctions prevents uh, Wheatley's court order from allowing work to resume. Because apparently it's like playing cards or something, and the dork in the tweed suit had the higher suit. <laughs> higher card. I don't know. Well, I think anything beats, like, nothing will be a historical That's true. landmark. Type yeah, of thing. Makes sense. Uh, but then we cut to Seth and Jesse having dinner. I think they did a little more than just had dinner. They were going to play chess. Oh, I they bet love they, to play chess I together. Bet they played chess. They never do anything. That we see. It was on CBS in the 80s. They never even hint. They never even kiss. That we see. I'm just saying. 
You don't know what happens okay, when, I they, understand. when they cut to another scene. I understand why you would think that, but you also have to understand that their friendship is so pure and you can't ruin it with those dirty thoughts. He made her seven-layer cake. That was the smallest seven-layer cake I've ever seen. They're very thin layers. I guess. It looked like a two- or three-layer cake at best. <laughs> but Let's don't you see. think it's nice? Yeah, it was very sweet. It's two old people keeping each other company. It's They're both widows. Very nice. Widower. He's a widower. She's a widow. Well. They can't both be widows. Well, what do you put with a man-widower and... Well, what do you put with a widower and a widow? What do you mean? Like, what do you call multiple? A support group? Widowies? Widow... What do I? Widowed people. Widowed people. Yes. There are a couple of widowed people. Widowed people. Widowed. <laughs> I don't know what you call them. I've never been widowed. Don't so. you think that's sweet? Yeah, it's very sweet. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know what he was making, but she was fawning all over it. She said it smelled the, very the good. The only thing I could see was biscuits. That were very burnt. Very and he burnt. had like five on the tray. And they looked like, well, for normal people, two five biscuits for two people... Is a normal amount of biscuits. That's not even three each. It's Jess and Seth. It's not you and somebody else. <laughs> Miss Queen of the Breads. I love bread. I love bread too, but I'm not going to eat three dinner rolls. Unless I'm at Olive Garden. Oof, those breadsticks. You can't eat three dinner rolls? I didn't say I couldn't. I said I wouldn't. Why? You don't fill up on bread. That's a rookie mistake. Oh, I disagree. You eat one roll. You have a nice dinner. If you want dessert, you have dessert. Otherwise, you go back and have a little more bread. Why can't you have more bread while you eat? Because then you'll fill up on bread. Ugh. Did your parents teach you nothing about restaurants growing up? Yeah, I would always <laughs> fill up on bread and then I would have to take my yeah, meal home. See, there you go. That's exactly it. <laughs> Thank you for proving my point. But it's so good. That's why he only made five. <laughs> he didn't want Jess filling up on well, bread. Well, he burned like, them anyway. Yeah. There's nothing worse than a burnt biscuit. Well, I think there is something worse than a burnt biscuit. Five burnt biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> well, he shows her the seven-layer cake, and that's where she goes, layers. Her first aha moment. Layers. Layers. So they go to the site the next morning. Do you think she ran out of dinner right then and there when she had her aha moment? No, because they didn't people? go till the next morning. But no, maybe she ran over to Seth. Or no, Seth was at the house. No, she said to Amos, she said that Seth and her were up until midnight arguing about it. Mm, okay. So, next morning, Amos and JB go to the construction site. Mm-hmm. And Amos says that he came by at 2 in the morning to put a tarp over the site because he didn't want the rain to wash away any clues. Smart. Very smart. Even Frankly. Why, why wouldn't you just tarp it when you were done for the day? Yeah. Frankly, I was surprised he was awake at 2.30 in the morning or 2 a.m., whatever it was. Probably was up for a midnight snack. Amos, yeah, that could be. <laughs> or his five trips to the bathroom, who knows. He seems like the type of guy who goes to bed at like 7.30, but he has a large glass of warm milk right before <laughs> yeah. bed. And then he gets in bed and he's there for two hours and he gets up to pee. Then he goes back to bed, and he's there for another two hours, and he gets up to pee, and he figures, hey, while I'm up, I'm a little hungry, I'll have some a sandwich. Cookies. <laughs> another, Cookies another, are more his speed. Another glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> he's up all night just chugging milk and eating sandwiches. Cookies. 
Well, maybe he had those for dessert or on his third trip up or something. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> maybe he had his hankering for something sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about Amos. I don't know if I like him or not. Really? Yeah. Some episodes, like this episode, he was fun and enjoyable. There have been other episodes where he's just insufferable and stupid. Hmm. You disagree? I don't disagree, but I wouldn't call him stupid. Really? <laughs> the episode in the diner where Jess is like, don't you want to question all these people? Oh, yeah, I was just about to do that. Well. You big dummy. He wasn't in cops mode. Well, bad boys, bad boys. He was on his way to a police function. He should have been in cop mode. <laughs> and then there was another episode where he specifically asked Jessica for her help solving the crime. And then at every turn, he's like, why don't you mind your own business? Keep your nose out of it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, maybe new season, new leaf. That's fine, but I'm still on the fence about him. That's all I'm saying. Uh, that's fair. But Wheatley's dead. Shocking. Mm. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, my note for that was, who hated Wheatley besides everybody? <laughs> who would have motive? And Jessica already notices that the body must have been moved because she sees a tie clasp way over pretty yeah, much on like the other side of the site. 60 miles from where they found the body. Um, it's got eyes like a hawk. So... They're talking at the police station, but Jessica's not very settled on what's going on. So she goes back to the site and is More snooping evidence. with all the equipment and that's falling apart. What was the deal with the, the tread on the bulldozer? It's falling off. Well, I, I got got that, but I mean, why was that? Was that important? Yeah, it's loose. It just shows that the equipment's like shitty. Well, we already knew that. They told us. Yeah, but they had to show us. Yeah. Well, why else would we believe them? Why would they lie? I don't know. Nobody's watching this show and they're like, oh, well, your equipment's garbage. Nobody's looking at it going, that's a brand new bulldozer. Nobody did that. Well, Kowalski catches Jessica snooping. He's like, lady, you're trespassing. Yep. And he's got a bloody... Nasty cut. Whatever this thing is. The 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 wing between your... Uh, index finger and your thumb and it's like bloody and disgusting which has got to be so painful because it feels like every time you move your hand yeah plus you know he's probably using shovels and wheelbarrows and wheelbarrows yeah so he's had a lot of pressure on it and Jessica's like that's disgusting that bandage is filthy please clean your hand I thought it looked pretty clean other than the blood leaking it looked fairly clean but honestly like how do you expect I've, to keep it super clean without wrapping it around your hand? Yeah. I mean, he just had it taped on there. Frankly, though, I'm surprised he did that, even, because that clearly came out of a first aid kit or something. Jess is like, oh, this bandage needs to be changed. He's like, oh, it's fine. I'll wrap a rag around it. A clean a, hanky. A clean handkerchief. I'm like, no. That's <laughs> yeah, not, I wrote something about that. disgusting. Um, Blow your nose and then wrap it around your hand. Yeah. Handkerchiefs are gross. Jessica sees Eric fighting with Billy. In the street, like a hoodlum. Like like a youth. Just walloping him. 
And two youths. This is where uh, the old guy driving the truck says, one foot in front of other. <laughs> People in Maine are so weird. I love it. I love their little Mainisms, but they're so weird. Oh, it's so funny. The FBI rolls up. Yeah, like discount Clint Eastwood. <laughs> He's I, Walmart right Ah, what was his name? Um, Keller? No, oh, he played Keller. No, I believe it was um, Chuck Connors from The Rifleman. A little later in his career, obviously. But yeah, he looks like a discount, like a dime store Clint Eastwood. Well, it turns out David could be... Where's that gun smoke? Daniel... Uh, Martin mm -hmm. and Daniel Martin is a Vietnam protester that the government wants in that the worst he blew way. up a federal building or something. Mm -hmm. Seems like a bit of an overreaction to the Vietnam War. Stop the killing! Boom! No, not a good idea. So it's like when abortion rights people they're like pro life and they blow up an abortion clinic or shoot a doctor. That's well, I agree. Murder's murder. I agree. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so, that's also when Amos rolls up, and he's like, you can't have him. I'm taking him. Yeah, I don't know how. But then he has a note from, he thinks, Wheatley, because it was in Wheatley's pocket, I think, or something, and it says something about how the body was... Put there on purpose. What did the note say? Something, 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 DM. Um, I didn't write it down. Yeah, um, something about move the body into the grave or something like that. Something like that by DM. Yeah, I, I forget. And then there, he's like David Marsh. And Jessica looks at it. Pierce looks at it. And then Amos takes it back. So now you've got three at least sets of fingerprints. Yeah, I don't think anyone in this show gives a damn about fingerprints the way Jess is carelessly handling evidence all the goddamn time. Well, she's at least a little bit better. She found a tie clip from a <laughs> mile and a half away and picks it up and holds it with like three fingers on it as she's examining it in the sunlight. All right. That's what if fair. the killer had grabbed it and there was a perfectly good print on there? All right, that's she ruined fair. it. I'll allow it. Yeah, I concede on that okay, one. Okay, thank you. And I would like to know: in what world does a small town Maine sheriff his authority supersedes that of the FBI? Murder versus a fourteen-year-old, maybe. He blew up a federal building. Maybe allegedly. Allegedly. But still. <laughs> I'm sorry, federal crime trumps even a local murder. I agree. Okay. But Jessica's like, don't you want to read him his rights? Yeah, what was that about? I have no idea. Because hmm. uh, I, I got nothing about that. But Keeler, Kiefer, the FBI agent, goes to Seth's office when Jessica's there. Hmm. And um, he wants to see... David's medical records, mm -hmm. which HIPAA wasn't a thing then, so I'm going to let that slide. But, but I, th I think even with HIPAA, though, if it's in the course of like a murder investigator, some sort of 
law enforcement procedure, I think they do have the authority to request those medical records. You, even now? I believe so. No, you have to have a court order. Really? Yeah. Okay. Did he have a court order? No. No? He was like, I just want to see him. Mm. Um, Seth wasn't having it. Well, Seth was like, no. No. And the guy goes, no. And Seth Seth goes, do you have a hearing problem? (laughs) Seth is sassy. And you're telling me you don't like him? I didn't say I didn't like him. Mm. Just saying I think maybe there's a little something with him and Jess going on. But there isn't. That's all. We don't know. Jess might be a serial killer. She might be hooking up with Seth. We don't know. Well, I'm skating over that. Jessica goes to visit David in jail, and David pretty much confirms that he is Daniel. But I didn't blow up the building. Yeah, he says, I was already here. Yeah. I couldn't have done it. And I was totally against that kind of stuff. That was, like, the point of me protesting. Yeah. Um, so Jessica goes to see Kowalski, and she brings him some weird cream that looked kind of like Neosporin. Why did she have it in a giant Ziploc bag? <laughs> to keep it safe in her on her bike. Okay, she had a tiny little tube of Neosporin or whatever <laughs> in a four-gallon Ziploc. It wasn't a four-gallon, but she also okay, had <laughs> um, uh, the gauze or whatever. It seemed like a large bag. That's all I'm saying. Well, did you see how she take took off the bandage and just threw it on the ground? No, I missed that. Oh, yeah, she took it off and just threw it. So much for town pride, this litter bug. <laughs> but That's what the B in J.B. Fletcher stands for. Jessica Bug Fletcher. Bug. It's a bug. It's a bug. She's a litter bug. A litter bug. That's the worst kind of bug. Yes, ain't nothing worse than a litter bug. There's nothing worse than a litter bug. Brace yourself for the horrible southern accents, folks. Because when we get to that episode, whole thing. 45 minutes or more. Well, this is where Kowalski <laughs> talks about Bobby Scotto, mm-hmm. who died in Pittsburgh, and someone other, someone else who died in Chicago, and the elevator cable snapped. It rusted straight through. 32 stories, straight down. Oof. Were there no brakes on that elevator? I'm assuming not. Mm-hmm. But what well, a way to go. Maybe, oh, my God. Well, if he jumped at the last second, he'd be fine. Isn't that a myth? <laughs> it is a myth. <laughs> you get crushed by the ceiling. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> what if you jump through the ceiling? Unless the elevator's made out of, like, balsa wood and paper mache. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Maybe if it's a Japanese elevator. <laughs> Rice, paper, and twigs. <laughs> Can lift a half a pound. <laughs> well, we find out <laughs> that Harry is going to make, was supposed to make a lot of money on this deal. And, um, I think a lot of people were going to make a lot of money on that deal. Well, someone says something about, oh, well, it doesn't pay to change your name. I think Amos mm-hmm. says that because of Daniel, David, yeah. and that whole thing. And that was Jessica's second light bulb moment. Yeah, two in one episode. That was mm-hmm. impressive. Uh, two ahas. Two ahas. So she asks. Tell Scott to come meet her at the construction site. Mm -hmm. So she pulls up with her ugly sweater and her creepy eyes. (laughs) And Well, in her defense, she can't really go anywhere without the creepy eyes. Well, she could wear contacts, and she should. Were colored contacts a thing back then? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. Seems a little high-tech. 
1985. Everybody was wearing rigid gas permeables. No. Welcome back to the Optical Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Kara. <laughs> <laughs> well, she shows up, and Jessica pretty much confirms you're Della Scotto, mm-hmm. you're Robert Scotto's younger sister. She did not put any thought into changing that name, did she? No, she did not, but... <laughs> she just dropped three letters. Dell is a boy's name. Well, I figured it was short for something like Della Reese. Hmm. I don't know. There was an actress named Della... I think her name was Della, D-E-L-L-A, though. And her last name was Reese. I don't know. Well, she pretty much says that she... She was... She killed Wheatley. Mm-hmm. Because he killed her brother. Because revenge. And he... Didn't care, pretty much. He was like, sorry, things happen. Well, I mean, yeah. That's the kind of guy he was. But He was kind of an ass. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> Doesn't justify murder. Yeah, you don't get to murder people just because you're an ass. What? You don't get to murder people just because you're an ass. Doesn't mean you get to get away with it. Oh, well, I think when it's an accident... In quotation marks. I don't think he genuinely was like, I'm going to wake up today and murder somebody. I don't know. I could see him doing that. Well, that's fair. So. So she did it. (laughs) And that's the podcast. (laughs) Well, no. Well, we're almost done, but. (laughs) We see David possibly could be going to jail. Like, he's there. He's saying goodbye to his family. He's like, stop beating up other kids. Blah, blah, blah. Although they successfully proved that he was in Cabot Cove at the time the building was blown up. Mm-hmm. So in theory, the FBI should be like, oh, okay, cool. We don't want you anymore because protesting isn't a crime. As long yeah. as you're peacefully protesting, you're not blowing up federal buildings. I agree. So why would he be going to jail? Um, well, I don't think he was going to go to jail, I think, well, before they proved that he was in Cabot Cove with the newspaper article. Mm-hmm. But the other thing was that they had to give him another suspect that was dead. Mm. So, they said it was Joey, whatever his name was, Joey Chestnut, and... <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, um, he... Seth pulls out this bone... And he's like, look, you can see that this uh, this bone and this bone are the same in the x-ray and the... Um... Seth's lack of respect for that body was a little unsettling. There was at one point early in the episode when they first moved the remains to his office. Oh, and he's like he's, smacking the yeah, bone. Yeah, he's literally around to walk around with a femur banging it in his palm like it's a freaking... Billy Club. Yeah, a gavel from the local courthouse or some shit. Well, like, dude, have some respect. That's a dead person. Yeah, fair. Um, but so, what he ever got a medical license? It's hysterical because at the very end, Keeler Kiefer, whatever his name is, is like, "Well, you need to double check your anatomy because <laughs> that's an arm. That's an arm bone. That's not a leg bone." <laughs> Which is hysterical because he knows that it wasn't that yeah. guy. Yeah. So, was it Joshua Peabody? Possibly. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
I don't know. They don't really give us enough information. I think it might have been. That would account for why there was no clothing on the body. The musket. Because I highly doubt somebody would, even if they were creating a musket for a reenactment, I don't think they would bother putting the, sta- the date stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Or they would mark that stamp as a reproduction. Mm-hmm. And two... I don't, if it were a reenactor and maybe his clothes did disappear with the worms ate him or whatever, I don't think they would give him a real 200 year old musket to go to a reenactment. I agree, but if it, I feel like also if it was a reenactor, he's not going to be 12 feet deep. That too. It's hard enough digging a six foot hole by hand. That's true. Let he's, alone double that. He would not be down that far. And didn't they say he wandered off into the woods? Yeah, because the dog was chasing him. Yeah. So, and that site was almost, not like right on the seashore, but it was near the waterfront. Yeah. So, I find it very hard to believe there would have been woods there. Ever. So, I don't think it was the reenactor. Maybe it was Josh. Josh? Oh, we're very close. Oh. Yeah. Big friends. Clearly, you didn't even know he was missing. Oh, I know. I just assumed he was dead. Killed in the war. Makes sense. Yeah. But was he murdered? Well, technically, even if you're killed at war, it's still murder. No, I understand that. But he wasn't killed with a gun. No, I think he was still killed in battle. With, like, a rock? Well, no. They said it's likely he was hit in the head with the butt of a musket. Mm. I forget who said that, Mm. but yeah. Tried to cave his skull in. Well. The old British hello. Then we have the freeze frame of Jessica Lappin. Gotta have that. It's a good old classic. Yep. So... What'd you think? It was alright. I mean, not one of the best episodes, but not one of their worst. Okay, okay. Um, I gave it... I mean, it was a pretty solid episode overall. I gave it... Oh, we're doing that right now? Oh, we are? We're not? Well, we have to do all the other things first. Okay, well, let's do all the other things. We'll come back to that. Alright, you go ahead. Um, I only had one Mind Your Own Business. Okay. I think it was... Was it Wheatley? Somebody told Jess... Um, and the exact quote was, lady, stay out of this. I thought that was Kowalski. It might have been Kowalski. I think it was Kowalski. It was somebody involved in the construction. I had that as a mind your own business and a sexism. No, I don't think that was sexist. The lady is sexist. No, I think he just said that, like... Then you say ma'am, or what's your name? Mrs. Fletcher, keep your nose out of it. I don't think calling somebody lady is sexist. Hey, lady. Hey, lady. No, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say that's sexist. So, what was the sexism count? None. I think zero. Oh, they're doing so good. They are. They've been very good. So, mind your own business is one. Mm-hmm. Kiss count remains at one. Sexism is that, at zero. That we saw. Oh my god. <laughs> and the nibbling count remains at four. Mm-hmm. The, and. I'm sorry, go ahead. The body count. Mm-hmm. I had only one counting for this episode. I would call it one. Although, my question is, um, so far, up to this point in the series, Jess has found four bodies herself. Okay. Do we count her as finding another body this episode because she was with Amos when they pulled back the tarp? I think if she's there when they find a body, it should count. Okay. Well, Whether did, she's I, with someone or not. I did count it. Okay. It was Jess found the body. So, so 
that puts it a total of five. Wow. Five more than I've ever found. True. How many do you have? None. So five more than you. My mom almost found one. My mom almost found one too. Wow. Weird. Weird. Anyways. Uh, walking on the beach and the so next the, day a body washed up right in the spot she was walking. The body count is at 28 to 3. Mm-hmm. 3 being Cabot Cove. 28 total. Now, was it 3 before this episode? No, it was 2 before this episode. Okay. So we added another one on there. Mm-hmm. Only one, though. Only one. We're not going to count Josh. No. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Could have been, like, one of his buddies. No, because we established in the funeral at 50 Mile that if they're dead yeah, before the episode starts, it doesn't don't count. count. No, no. I'm just messing with you. Don't be messing. I'm just messing a little bit. Don't be messing. Um, yeah, I think that's all of our numbers. We got a pretty good tally. What's your rating? I gave it... It was a pretty solid episode. I, I didn't hate it. You I were falling asleep. I was a little tired, drifting in and out there at the end. I was having a hard time. My head was bobbing. I won't lie. So isn't that the mark of a not good episode? No. <laughs> that was a mark if I got up too early. <laughs> Um, I gave it six and a half uh, mistaken identities out of ten. Okay. Six and a half. Were we doing halves? Mm. We'll do a half on this one. Okay. What did you give it? I gave it seven out of ten bloody wheelbarrows. Ooh. Speaking of the wheelbarrows, did you find it at all humorous? That she drew them on the chalkboard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> they map off the site. She's like, oh, and here's the wheelbarrows. <laughs> How many wheelbarrows did they have that she needed to denote the wheelbarrow parking well, area? Well, I think that there were, like, a lot. Well, she only drew three on the chalkboard, well, though. Well, she had to designate an area. I guess. I already just drew, like, a circle and wrote wheelbarrows in it. She, she drew them out. That's commitment. Well... She's a better sleuth than you. Everybody's a better sleuth than I am. True. I'm clueless. True. You know that. Yeah. But that's it. So mm. where can people find us? Um, generally during the week we're at our office where we work. <laughs> when we're not at work, typically we're at home. Because <laughs> we don't have any friends. Oh, you mean on the internets? Yes. Oh. Well, um, if you're so inclined, you may find us on the Instagram at Murder We Drink Pod. Mm-hmm. And our Facebook group, um, Murder We Drank Discussion Group Podcast. Yeah. Okay. That's a tough one. I know. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, um, and there's always interesting little things up on the Instagram page from the episodes. Some mm-hmm. photographs and videos. Mm-hmm. And um, this week you will have... Uh, the creepy-eyed lady? Yes, I will have a picture of her creepy eyes, and I took a video, um... Don't spoil. Okay. No spoils. Might be fun. It is pretty fun. Okay. That's all. Is it a picture of the chalkboard with all the wheelbarrows drawn on it? No. Yeah. It's a shame. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Maybe next time. So, are we going to keep doing this? I guess. Okay. So we'll finish out the series? <laughs> this has been a trial period. We hope you liked it. <laughs> the end. Bye. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything to add? I think that's all. All right. See you next week, people. Bye. Bye.